and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read this week. Amy, what did we read? We read The Secret Life of Miss Mary Bennett by Catherine Cowley. Yay! Recommended by... Karen from Chicago. And this is Karen's second It is her second recommend to us. She recommended... Did she give us... Escapade. Oh, I loved Escapade. So, Thanks, Karen. Shout out to you. And I don't, I don't want to spoil the rest of the episode, so we might swing back around to this comment at the end of today's episode. Okay, so spoiler-free recap is on which of us today, Kimberly? Uh, I believe you drew the short straw and are in charge. <laughs> Start with when it's set. This is set during the Napoleonic Wars, <laughs> so in Regency England. But it's not a romance, it's a mystery. It sure is, yes. That's important. And it occupies the world of Pride and Prejudice, but very, very briefly at the beginning. So Mr. Bennett is dying at the in the very beginning of the book. He's dead. No, he's she holds his hand as he passes. No, it. when we start she flashes back to that, but he's dead at the start of the book. Everyone's come for his funeral. They all come in and they say goodbye to him and then no, he dies we flash and then they come back to, the to that. F- that is a flashback later in the book. At at the start of the book. He right. is dead. At any rate, okay. So we're in the Bennett family. We're in Longbourn. Mr. Bennett has passed away. Everyone's come in for the funeral, but the big thing is the Collinses have now taken possession of the house. Yes. So the remaining children who are at home, who are Mary and Kitty. And Mrs. And Bennett. Mrs. Bennett. At the moment, they're allowed to stay in the house, but they're basically guests in their own home. Yeah. Everything's getting sold, yeah. including... Mr. Collins is already selling things yeah. off and moving things out. So they end up moving to stay with some of Mrs. Bennett's relatives in Longbourn. Yes. And Mr. Bennett is buried. The funeral happens. Mary feels very, like, who am I now? My books are gone. My piano's gone. My father is gone. I'm not in my home anymore. To the funeral come some, well, at the time of the funeral appear some relatives, some distant She claims to be a distant, distant, distant Of Mr. Bennett, who Mary and the Bennetts have never met. They only, they meet Mary to begin with. They come very late in the night. Yeah. And they end up inviting Mary to come and stay with them. Yes. So the woman essentially says, now that your father's gone and you're unsupported and there's a little allowance, but it's not going to be enough mm-hmm. for them to live on, they're going to have to live essentially at the charity of relatives. Yeah. And so the woman's like, I could train you to be a governess. You are pretty clever, so you're almost there, but you've just got, there are a couple of, you know, little factual things or whatever that you'd need to know. So I could give you some lessons if you come and stay with me at my estate. And it wouldn't be weird because I'm a relative of yours. Exactly. And so to begin with, Mary is like, no, I don't know you and I don't want to accept weird charity from you. And then basically Mrs. Bennett is like, don't be a crazy person. You should go. It's a great opportunity for you. And what else am I going to do with you? I can't marry you off. Also, this lady lives in a castle. So, you know, on the the southern coast of England. So, ooh, a castle. So, in the end, Mary decides, okay, adventure, whatever. She doesn't want to stay around her mother either at the moment because she is like, off the charts annoying and so she decides to go with lady trafford with lady trafford to see if she can if and she basically agrees 
to some lessons. She's like, I would love to learn French. There's some things I would love to learn. I'd also love to learn to draw, to paint. And so Lady Trafford agrees to give her those, to pay for those lessons and to put her up at her place for a bit. And so Mary, off Mary goes to do that. But meanwhile, there's a few strange things that's happening. So Mary has seen someone, she's noticed someone taking away some of the chairs from the house. That person didn't belong there back at Longbourn. So Mm -hmm. she intercepts that and then she notices someone rifling through her father's things. Um, Someone tries to steal all of the mourning rings of, like, the family because you buy all these rings for mourning and then you give them out to everyone. Put a lock of the hair in. Yeah. So she notices that, is observant, and Mm. intercepts that from happening. So she's clearly got these observational and, like, logical deduction skills building. So she goes away to Castle, whatever whatever it is, with Lady Trafford, and... Things just aren't really matching up. People yeah, go away. People come, away, people come in the yeah. middle of the night. There's some Lady strange Trafford, things like, happening. Lady Trafford goes off at a drop of a hat to go and, you know, visit a society to do blah blah blah. And then she sees Lady Trafford's nephew yeah. in the woods talking to someone and sneaks out to see who it is. And it turns out to be the guy who had like been at Longbourn, who shouldn't have been there, who the morning took rings. the morning rings and all that kind of stuff. So at the end of the day, partway through the book, I guess kind of the end without going into it's any about more a third detail. Of the way in. Mary finds a body washed up on, on the, the beach. beach. And pretty much that's it. So the rest of the book then is around her trying to solve the crime of the murder, but also trying to work out what's going on with her hosts, Lady Trafford and her, her nephew. Me, and her nephew. That was more of a collaborative, you know, spoiler free recap. Do you but... want to go first? You can if you want to. No, no, you can go first. Okay. I know you like it. <gasps> I do. So, Kimberly, what were your thoughts on The Secret Life of Miss Mary Bennett, which I will say is the first. So there's a series. And yeah, I do comment. Novel. I do comment on that. So, okay. So I thought overall it made me like Mary a lot more than previous books had. Mm-hmm. It was by no means a perfect book, but I mean in terms of her as a character, I had a lot more sympathy for her than I had and a lot more empathy for her than I had in a lot of the other adaptations that I've read. Mm. Because the other thing that I've noticed in other adaptations is they've taken Mary out of the situation being with Mrs. Bennet and all of her sisters and she's just essentially become maybe a bit different or a bit more adventurous or whatever but she's just essentially like a neurotypical character off on an adventure by herself mm-hmm. and that the part of the problem of Mary in Pride and Prejudice was just that her sisters were overbearing and she wasn't attractive enough for her mother but once she was free of that she actually could just go she on and blossom into, and blossom her, into her own kind of typical average woman kind of thing right I really enjoyed this interpretation or representation of her because it actually explores the idea that she is not neurotypical. It explores the idea that she has that, yes, it's a piousness and a kind of really strict adherence to religious doctrine and this, these very strict. Fordyce's sermons, Fordyce's roles sermons of women. And, and this kind of belief in this sense of these, this list of things is right and this list of things is wrong and those are easy to follow and very conclusive and blah, blah, blah. And that there should just be like, there's just like a list of rules that you should follow in social situations and that will make you successful. And it's kind of that idea that maybe she has like a neurodivergent or a, some kind of socially divergent brain makeup that means this is that she struggles in social situations. Mm. And I really enjoyed that in this book when they took her out of Longbourn and put her out in the world by herself. 
those things didn't just fall away from her. That she started to see yeah. that that she those are things she had to process over the course of the book, right? And it's not an easy process. It's not just someone going, "Hey, Mary, you're a little bit weird in social situations. Stop doing these three things and do those three things." And oh my god, she's cured. But whatever it is that she has going on isn't cured just because someone pointed it out to her and now she's fine. <laughs> isn't cured just because you removed her sisters and her mother's overbearingness and gave her some personal freedom. Like that's it's it's work. It's hard to to work to fit in in a strict and judgy society that decides this tiny little box is what is normal and what is correct, and you sit outside of that. Mm. Everything for Mary is work, and I like that this book didn't unwrite that for convenience and for comfort. And I think other ones, it was something that I didn't realize was missing in other representations of Mary Bennett because there are a lot of, she's quite a popular character to explore. And I actually really liked the way that that wasn't ignored. I also liked that she, in the same kind of way, they dealt directly with kind of the, any leftover damage or trauma she would necessarily have by being Mary, raised in the Bennett household. Mm. She's treated appallingly by her mother. She's treated appallingly by her sisters, by her dad. She's overlooked. She is... When she... When people speak to her they speak down to her everyone has just always told her she's useless and wrong and that everything about her is embarrassing no one has taken the time to get to know her or love her and this kind of again isn't really a book where people go i see you mary like it's not even that touchy feeling this it's more a case of mary starts to see herself and starts to decide make some decisions about who she wants to be and about what she wants to do and about what's important she learns some things about herself yeah it's a real what was interesting was she learns there's this big sort of moment in the novel about 70 percent way through where she learns about she sort of has to step outside of herself and go hang on a minute when i did this how did it make someone else feel absolutely and how did it make like i was holding on to what i thought was right and correct but if my and right and correct hurts someone out, out yeah then is it's, it it's right hurting other people then it can't be and then she's so she gets this idea of maybe life is more complicated than four dicey sermons led her to believe I really liked that it wasn't a romance. I really liked that it was about her coming Mm -hmm. of age and her coming to know herself and to value herself but also to see her own flaws and to start to try and mitigate some of those or at least try to start to um, help her understand her world a little bit more, Mm. and I really enjoyed that. I liked the mystery, and I thought the reveal of some of it was quite good. It took her way too long for her to work out, but again, she's not as worldly as we are as readers in the 21st century, which I acknowledge, but I felt it took her too long to work out what was going on with her hosts, Mm. and as as a reader, you're there, you know what's going on in the first kind of six chapters of the book, but it waits so long to kind of drop that kind of nugget of information till I was at the point where I was like, oh, we already know, like, this is so tedious, just sort that out already. So she spends too long, I think, working kind of in isolation, trying to Mm -hmm. solve stuff. Overall, I thought it was very, very slow. Mm -hmm. And it covers quite a long period of time too in the book, but it was so genuinely a book one. Like, you know how sometimes when you read it, without yeah, even you looking go, it up. Yeah, is there potential Yeah, without this? even looking yeah. it up on the internet, I yeah. was like, this is definitely a book, book one. one. And I want to read more in the series. I don't know that I will ever need to read this book again. So it's kind of like a... The setup. The setup. Yeah, so it's I It's almost will, a prequel. It, it is almost. Yeah. like How did she get to be in this situation? In the situation well, let in. me tell you. Yeah, so yeah. I think I don't feel the need to ever read this one again. 
But it's but, piqued your interest in But it has piqued my interest. So, I don't know. I think I would recommend it, but I don't treasure it. Does yeah. That make sense? See, these are the types of things where I do and you're like, you're so on the fence, but I get it. Yeah. Like, it's... And it might be the kind of thing that by the end of the day when I've read the whole you series, I'm like, series. oh my God, I treasure book three and book four and book six or whatever, but I just would never go back to book like one. Like Me With The Wallflowers, exactly. where I treasure book three, but yes. not the series. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's what I think. What do you think, Amy, about The Secret Life of Miss Mary Bennett? I totally agree with you that it, it felt quite slow to me and it didn't get going for me until The Dead Body. Same. I was like, oh, okay. The other challenge I had with it was I worked out who did it. And that's really – I'm not observant. Oh, no, I just I go with the – I usually follow along with the clueless main mm-hmm. character. So I was like, oh. so I found that it took too long to, like, I was like, oh, well, you can't trust that person. Oh, well, yes. clearly they're, they're up to no good. Yes. And then I found the ending, in terms of the mystery, quite rushed. Mm. The mystery wasn't really, the mystery was a bit meh for me. It was very yeah. much about the journey of Mary and yeah. her sort of healing, in a way, from people always thinking nothing of her or less of her and her having to go through this growth where she does some things that work, she does some things that don't work, and then she actually is learning how to self-reflect and go, oh, okay, right. And also working out what she wants in her life and what matters, what properly matters to her. Yeah, she really isn't very – so she's sort of driftless and then she goes off with Lady Trafford and she starts to work out, no, this is actually important. This maybe I thought was important and isn't important anymore. And I I liked that that character component of the story. She is very much, like you said, in isolation. So there aren't a lot of people who – you're just with Mary. You are just with She her. doesn't really have any friends. No. She doesn't have a lot of people. She sort of has a – there's a, a maid character who she yep. probably most closely talks to, but yep. still not really. So I would like to see – it would be interesting to see in future novels whether she does actually get some confidence or some – Yeah. Because she writes to Kitty at yes. some times. And Kitty and... is kind of like, oh, my God, you seem really fun now. And <laughs> I, I do – quite i enjoyed that little yeah, bit of I did like too. yeah uh, seeing a bit more of what than what yeah. kitty is represented yeah. in in the books in pride and prejudice but yeah the ending was a bit like tune in next time for the further adventures yes, of miss mary, mary bennett. bennett and i was like yeah i would like to see the further adventures of miss mary bennett particularly because i don't want to do all of this again now that that's done no. i'd be happy to move forward so long as that's how it moved so retracing their steps absolutely and a lot of what i think is pretty much what you said it was like it set it up mm. well I think it was – the character was really good and, and where it's going is really interesting, particularly once they can just cut ties with the sort of backstory yes. and now it can just be let's have a good mystery, let's let Mary grow even further yes. and let's start having her build networks and yes. grow yeah. intellectually as yeah. well as she did a lot of personal growth in yeah. this one and the next would be intellectual and social growth. Yeah. But I'm probably not going to reread this one again because yeah. it was a bit too. It was just too. I slow. understand why yeah. it needed to be slow, yeah. but I think it probably could have done because the mystery was so straightforward to see. Yes, all the like excitement that happened in the very sort of last forty percent of the book probably could have been shifted a little bit earlier because Absolutely. I was like, yeah, I know who they are. I know why they're there. I know yes. what that midnight visit is about. Yes. So I'm really interested in. The rest of the series and some of them are already released because yeah, this no, was there published are. I in like, started what, 10 reading, years ago. I started reading book two and then it wasn't on our podcast list because we weren't doing that book. I was just reading it because I wanted to. And then the library then took it back? The library took it back and something else happened 
I can't remember. Something else happened and I was like, oh, I've run out of time to read that But book. you'll go back and re-engage with it. Yes. But really interesting expansion of the world of Mary Bennett. I don't know if I... I think I still prefer the independence of Miss Mary Bennett because oh, I really I like love how that standalone. That is a story, though. That is. That is a, such a good. That's just a good romp. I don't read that because I care about that being the future of Mary Bennett. Do you know what I mean? No. This was the first one I read where I was like, "Oh my god, this does feel like someone who properly understood Mary as a character, not just like I feel like mm. the independence of Miss Mary Bennett could have been any character in that place. I didn't. I don't feel like. It was just a great story yeah, that Mary Bennett was in. It could have been a kitty narrative. It didn't. It could, it could yeah, have been exactly. Charlotte. It could, it could have, have been, been anyone. Yeah. Whereas this narrative feels like it's, it's about Mary. Built around and it's Mary. also in the independence of Miss Mary Bennett. She's forty. She's yes. in her early forties. Whereas here, she's eighteen. Yeah, she's it's immediately after. Like, like the it's, marriages have just happened. Yeah. Mr. Bennett gets really unwell. They all think he's going to recover, and then he doesn't. Yeah, it's very so soon it's after the marriages of a um, young her woman. Finding her worth, and that I think makes it a story worth engaging with. All right, the end. Thank you once again for spending some of your time with us, and thank you so much for the recommendation, Karen. For me, you are two for two. I have loved everything you've recommended, so keep them coming. And tune in with us again next week. We'll bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we've read. And until then, happy, happy reading. And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.